honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You're always trying to like, at that age, you're trying to fit probably the mold of either what our parents assume we're should be doing or what your friends or family are fit into like a clique or whatever it is. Like I hate the word clique, but yeah. they exist. Um, but I think it's important just to have, remember your self-worth, appreciate yourself, and also to remember like the fun things about yourself, the creative side or whatever you might be good at. Like don't lose that just by trying to get maybe to be a part of that clique or exactly. to fit that mold. Like the older you get, I hate saying this, but the less time you have to do those things. Like there's certain things that I wish I would have did that I hadn't done, but I mean, live in the present. Cool. So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Today I have on, for the second time, Tracy from Wisconsin Vision. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming on with me today. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. Let's hope it lasts. So anybody that is listening, um, we unfortunately had an issue. Um, Cough, cough, dids had an issue (laughs) and lost. Still love you, dids. (laughs) Lost Tracy's last podcast which had a whole bunch of nuggets of information that I'm hoping I can still get out of you today. I hope I remember what I said. <laughs> oh, pressure. <laughs> but um, honestly, like there's a lot of people that know we work together. Mm-hmm. There might be some people that are tuning in today that might not know what we're working together. As you know, we kind of brought in a new audience with different segments and stuff like that. Yeah. So somebody's listening, don't know who you are. Who are you? What do you do? Well, you know, if you don't know me, but I'm just kidding. Um, so as you said, I am Tracy. I am the director of marketing for Wisconsin Vision, um, iBoutique, and Heartland Vision. So we have sister, I call them sister stores. They are, but they aren't. Um, but our primary focus, obviously, in Wisconsin is Wisconsin Vision. So we have 26 stores now in the state of Wisconsin. Um, we are the largest independently owned optical in the state of Wisconsin, which is kind of unique. Nice. Yeah. We have Lens Lab right here in New Berlin, Wisconsin, which is like 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee, for those of you not familiar. And um, which you, did you ever get a tour? No, I didn't get that. Really? Wait. Did you? I think, yeah. I like have. you guys, I know, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> we did a shoot in there, but were you there that day? No, I, I have. I yeah, I, guys, I got a tour with. Uh, my last stop, and then okay. I got a tour with Q and them when they were uh, with their phones. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's where we always like what all of us at corporate like to say is where the magic happens because essentially our lenses aren't like pre cut or anything like that. So when your glasses come into the lens lab, it's custom made for yeah. your frame. So that's pretty cool. Um, and the size of a hockey puck that's how thick yes. the glass, the lens is. Yes. Wow. Which is crazy. You would never look it up if you're listening. Yes, please, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But essentially, what I do there, um, I feel like director of marketing is just encompassing. Like, there's so many different things. It can be from creating advertisements to 
different, God, uh, community events, partnerships, influencer things. Um, I work now, I have some other counterparts that have also been looped into our digital spectrum. So I work with them on that. Um, what else? I don't know. I mean, like everything marketing, what else do you say? <laughs> you literally do a ton. It's... I literally do a ton, but it's great. I mean, like every day is different. Yeah. And I'm proud of where I am at this age and for how far I've come. Yeah. So. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think honestly yesterday and all day today, like, I know there were some amazing nuggets of conversation <laughs> in that last podcast. And what what were the two or three really big ones that I remember? And one of them was actually just you kind of proving your prior bosses wrong. Yeah. And using that to kind of drive you forward and drive you to where you are today. Do you want to get into that and that story and how it's kind of sure. shaped who you are today? Yeah, I think in general. So, like, I started, I would say, like, a real job probably right after I got married. I mean, I worked in radio sales for a while. My boss was like super cool. Like he was great. Just wasn't the right fit for me, but it showed me that I wanted to do like the marketing side. So that was fun. <laughs> but um, my first job, man, it was challenging. It was marketing in a manufacturing company. And I still love two of the guys that I work with. Um, one is, I think still current president and the other one is now like CEO or something high up there, CEO at another company. Love those guys. But my direct report was just, Oh God, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't know if he felt like I was his child or something, but he was very like demeaning or socially awkward. So, you know, I'm in my twenties. I was probably like around your age. How yeah. old are you now? 25. Yeah. Cause you're under your, I was looking at that and I was like, dang, I'm old. Um, Turn 26 next month, though. Okay. Yeah. I will remember that. <laughs> um, but every day when I would come in, like, he would just, every piece of work I did where I felt, like, proud or confident, he would just, like, knock me down about it. Or he would, like, make fun of me. Or it just was not a fun experience. And I dealt with that for four years. And I remember when I finally, we finally we got into an argument. So then that shifted, like, I worked with somebody that was above him, mm -hmm. and he got moved into, like, a... He got promoted. Isn't that funny? Wow. Yeah, and I got in trouble. But anyways, um, <laughs> he... When I finally decided to leave the company where I was going, he thought I was, I was going to a corporate-level position where he thought I was going to, like, the retail level, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that's, to me, how little he felt of me. And I even remember having conversations saying, like, this is my career goal. This is what I want to do before I do that. And he's like, well, if you want to copy people's work and you want to do this and that. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, let's build each other up instead of knocking me down. And if given the fact that you do have children, like, I feel like you maybe would have been like a little bit appreciate your candor, but like not really the way like imagine if he was like a doctor. So yeah. his poor bedside manner. Right. Um, so it would be like amazing to me to even just like. I don't even know if he knows like what I'm doing or what I've done since I've been there. But I remember, and I think this is maybe what you're referring to, like to have the role that I even have today that I've been fortunate enough to be able to get to. Um, I think he told me it would take me until I was like in my 50s. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm 35 and I've been in this role almost for six years. And I um, think I've been given, I mean, I've worked at the company for six years. So I, it's not like... I hate titles. Yeah. So like I was a marketing manager and then I'm director of marketing, but 
the president, CEO, and I felt that that was more encompassing of the role I was doing. So, but I just sometimes I kind of want like I wish he would just know that because of those moments, that's why I'm here today. Yeah. It's so like in a way he like hurt me, but he also helped me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've also had. I mean. God, it's it's crazy the bosses I've had. I'm like so fortunate to have who I have now. But I had a boss where I was in a meeting and I had just started and she was like, well, pull, a, pull up your big girl panties. And I was like, what? Like I literally didn't even speak. And I was like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. You know, whatever. I've had people in the office. I don't know if they're envious. I don't know if I give off a vibe where I'm like hoity-toity. I hate saying that. Or if I like... The dumb blonde, like, I'm yeah. not really sure, but had mocked me behind my back and called me a hooker. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I wore heels. Like, I'm sorry, I like to dress nice. Yeah. Whatever. So I think I've dealt with a lot of that stuff, but I think what people need to recognize is don't let those things hinder you. Let them drive you. Yeah. Because every time, and I used to tell you this, every time you hear a no, there's going to be a yes mm -hmm. at some point. And for all those people that would say you can't do this or you can't do that, I don't like to be told no. So the more you tell me no, the more I'm going to get to where I need to be. Yeah. And then I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. So I don't know if that's... No, that's amazing. Yeah. I, it's that's crazy. It's crazy those little experiences that you remember. Even, I mean, little stupid stuff like when you were a kid. Like, I yeah. still remember this. Um, but knowing that, like, I've been around Darren and you... Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I'm sometimes, I'm, most of the time I'm jealous of you and I'm my own <laughs> boss. I'm like, I want Darren as a boss. Like, he... Is literally so for those of you that don't know, although most probably know, Darren is the president and CEO of Wisconsin Vision. And um, Paul George, who I also work with too, is co owner and chairman of the board. And then his brother is like basically the same. I think he might be treasurer and then co owner, um, but he's on the lab side. Mm -hmm. So I work directly with Darren and then also in some regards, Paul. But Darren, literally, like if you if you see him and he's like a nice guy, like that's how he is. Yeah. He is just so good at what he does. And I feel like I've learned so much from him, whether or not like he believes that or not. Um, but he's such a smart business person. He's very level-headed. He has a good, I feel like, work-life work balance. He, it's just fun to be around him. Um, he's very engaging. And you, what you see is what you get. It's not just like this fake facade. Like he really is that nice of a person. Yeah. So I think you missed something. You, he's also a Bears fan. Um, oh, God. Which makes me yes. very excited. But, he sees this. He's going to be like, yep. <laughs> Check mark for Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really cool just seeing, like, bosses actually empower. Because I, sure. I haven't had that since I was an intern, really. And your intern is sitting in here right now. And I, I think she's very spoiled because <laughs> having you as a boss, like, that's these are the type of internship. Aww coordinators I had yeah. and then I moved into like full-time work and I was looking for that type of kind of leadership and that type of like role model to follow and I never found that and that, I think that's why I ended up pursuing this kind of path I've been able to pursue. But now you know how you don't want to be right? Exactly. And exactly. that's what you strive to be and I'm sure you don't even know how much you've probably like influenced and affected in a positive way the people that are on your team even Q and Dids and all the guys you know what I mean? <laughs> Just kidding. I, I appreciate that. that. <laughs> but I love that. like moving into another thing that I remembered from the podcast, yeah. I'm surprised how much I remembered. I, my I like brain really is usually... for real, man. I don't, I don't remember. I remember I talked about I like cheese. That's like it. <laughs> we did. We did. 
But like another thing we talked about was just the the overall culture at Wisconsin Vision. Yeah. And another reason why I remember that is Derek was just talking about how fun of a staff that you guys had. Yeah. And that culture that you guys have was something like that whatever I whenever I go in there it reminds me of honestly a culture like the Brewers. They all are always having fun. Yeah. They do get their stuff done, but it's always a really good time. Yeah. And that's like honestly some of my best internships were with the Brewers. And oh, seeing that seeing that culture how is that like impacting the it's is that culture actually portraying the brand at all um, in that sure. fun and fun and very relatable way? Um, or is it more corporate, do you think? No, oh my gosh. So I feel like um, we're family owned. So that mm. makes a big difference, too. And I think there's family owned is cool in the sense that you're small to an extent. I, get, I, I would say we're like medium-sized business. We're not like super small, but whatever, medium-sized. So I think that's unique. But I wouldn't necessarily, like we're called corporate, probably based off the fact that, you know, like we have a certain amount of stores or whatever. Mm -hmm. But sure, we have like rules and things that you have to abide by. But I feel like we're more a family. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, ha we definitely have our moments. Like, I love everybody that I work with. And I'm sure I've had moments where I've been like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, whatever. We all love our projects and we all, like Darren and I just had a funny conversation about that too. Um, but we all like to take charge of our projects because we have pride and passion in, in everything that we do. Even Paul George, um, one of the co-owners, he's the same way. Like he likes to get involved in stuff. That's why like sometimes you'll see him in the meetings because some of this stuff he used to do. So like, yeah. he's still very passionate about, it. and that's cool. I mean, you can't always say that you get to, you know, the co-owner of the company or whatever is, has done that before. But I think some of that stuff trickles down to the store level and all of that, which I think is great and it's positive because obviously you're seeing it. And yeah. I know like we always say, um, oh God, I, I should know this, but we want to create spectacular customer experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we try to do that for our patients, but we also do that internally for our staff. Like we try to do unique things with contests and um, having different like managers meetings and implementing new software. And although sometimes at the time it might be rigorous and tiring, when it's done, it's like, hey, we're a family, like we're a team, this is great. And sometimes I don't necessarily feel like you always get that. I don't wanna say like every company is like that, but, um, I think we certainly are like that. And I think, again, like I said, that trickles down to like our staff and everything. And again, the the people at the top, if they're not happy or they don't like what they're doing, like we feel that. Yeah. I've yet to feel that way. And I've been there for six years in That's February. That's awesome. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people can say that, but staying at somewhere for six years. Um, yeah. And I know like we were chatting before, there's, there's people that I know that just had to leave some some type of some companies and stuff like that that I know for a fact had never seen that. So yeah, that's that's sad. awesome that you, yeah, it's so, it's very sad, but it's awesome that you've at least yes. got to feel that. But like director of marketing, yeah, we talked about your your hat is kind of filled with a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, um, what's how do you manage it all? <laughs> like I I posted something on LinkedIn today that I feel like you should definitely put out there but I know you you do freelance on the side as well and I do you people. having all yeah. these all these different roles nine to five how do you find the time no, seven to ten or seven to midnight um I have a really supportive husband 
I, and I hate like saying, even though I put it on some of your stuff, like hustle, like I've always just been that way. Mm -hmm. I've been very, very driven. Um, I don't know. Like if I am asked to do something freelance wise, I, again, I am like, I've read that multitasking isn't a thing, but I'm still going to use it because I feel like people do multitask. But um, I'll get up in the morning and I'll like figure out, like I make a ton of notes in my, not notes, but I'll put it in my calendar in my phone so that I know later what I have to do if I'm like busy at work and my focus obviously is at my career and then later on I'll come home and then I'll focus, I'll switch gears or whatever. Um, So that definitely helps me where I'll do like the freelancing in the evening, but I don't know, like I went from a job that was very like simplistic, the bad boss one, Yeah. but I still learned and did a ton, but it wasn't like super busy. And then I went to like the other extreme where it was like literally Oh God, I don't even know, like 500 emails a day, three to 500 emails a day. And I'm not even exaggerating sometimes, but you're included on every single thing. And you're like, I literally would have meetings over me. And I loved that place too. Don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. But it just, so I went from one extreme to the other extreme. Right. And then now kind of where I'm at a Wisconsin vision, it's like a happy medium. And I think that I've been in both scenarios that I've been, like, I understand how to balance myself better. I understand that if you don't answer the, although, you know, I'm really good about responding to emails, like right away, it's just an OCD thing. Yeah. But like, if you don't answer that today, like the building isn't going to burn down. Like right. they're not going to lose their job. You're not going to lose your job. So I think sometimes remembering that being cognizant, because in other roles I've had, it was like, if this isn't done right now, then everything's going to blow up. Yeah. And that's not true. Like, and I don't think I realized that until I was out of that extreme environment that, just because it's not happening immediately, hmm. like doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. And I think sometimes people need to understand that. Um, and as far as like other things that I do on the side, like I told you, I got my personal training certification. Yeah. I just love congratulations. Like, hey, that was something that we talked about on the last podcast that you were thinking about doing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I did it. I did <laughs> it now. <laughs> no, um, and that was more for like my own personal growth. Like if somebody wants me to train them, great, like I will. Yeah. But I just have always loved fitness. I just, I always like to be doing something extra. Like, yeah. is that weird? No, I don't know. I just, but how do I find the balance? I feel like just because I've been on both sides mm-hmm. and I think it's important for people, like somebody gave me good advice once where I would used to wake up and have like anxiety about all of the things I had to do. And she was like, I... Hopefully she sees this. I'll tell her that it's about her. But um, (laughs) she would keep a notebook by the side of her bed. Mm -hmm. So she would write it out, even if it was the middle of the night, just like scribble it out. And then it was like out of her mind. So for me, if that happens where I wake up and I have like a thought in my head, I'll just type it in my phone and it's done. It's like out of my mind. Yeah. That really helps. Um, I think just having a good support system helps too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like your girl, Erin, is probably very supportive, especially now being like new business and stuff. Um, I think that helps a tremendous, like if Eric is my husband, um, but if he wasn't that way, I think maybe we wouldn't be together because that's, right. this is just the type of person I've always been. Yeah. That that's amazing. I, that, yeah, it <laughs> definitely does. That support system helps so much. It does. As you mentioned, Aaron does do a lot uh, for me and she's helped me out a ton. Yeah. Um, I think I've told you like she's when we first started this, she ended up paying like three months of my rent and she was like, she was serving down the street. So she was hustling. Amazing. And yeah, she was, she was doing a ton. And now I think what kills her the most is now I'm starting to travel a little bit more. So she's like, well, now you're not home. 
Luckily, I don't have to pay your rent, but I'd rather pay your rent if you're going to be home. Yeah. Like little stuff like that. But I think that support system goes so long, too, because like when I do get stressed out to a point where I can't move or I'm like, all right, I'm not going in today. I need to sit on this couch and not do anything yeah. or anything like that. She knows that and she, she'll go buy me some Reese's or something yeah, like that, that actually makes me exactly. happy. Exactly. Yeah. Little things like that. Um go a long way even though it doesn't seem like it does um, I know it's it's fun it's well and I think like Eric will know sometimes because my job is a lot of like <laughs> coordinating things and like mm -hmm. working with vendors which like is probably and community partners and whatnot is probably like one of my favorite things to do but sometimes when I come home and I just need like if I walk in the door and he'll be like hey babe give me a kiss or whatever he's super sweet he kind of just like steps back, lets me have like my five to 10 minutes of just like decompression. Like I'll go sit outside with the dog for five minutes, like yeah. pet my dog, like go on my phone and just do like, you know, social media because I haven't done that or whatever during the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that also helps me too. Cause then I kind of like refocus and then I'm in like, I'm at home mode or whatever. But I've also learned, well, it's hard to turn Again, that's the work-life balance comes in, and I'm sure you're always like checking your emails and whatnot. I've learned like at a certain point, I like shut it down. Yeah. Like no exceptions for me. Like I learned the hard way. I feel like when I was up at three in the morning working and stuff, which is mm -hmm. ridiculous, especially in my twenties. But um, sending emails, I mean, like tons of emails and stuff. Like that's ridiculous. Like go to bed. Yeah. You know. So at a certain point, I've just learned to like let it go. Yep. You just have to let it go. Yeah. Nobody's gonna die over it. Like you're gonna be okay. That's one thing I'm struggling with right now is just putting that. my phone down. Yeah, um, it's hard. Obviously, man. like, the, do baby steps. Yeah, it, that's the biggest thing. Like right now, it's okay. I'm gonna put my phone down and actually watch. I've never been a big movie person. Aaron loves movies. Yeah, I'd rather sit and binge watch a show for the same amount of time or anything like that. But mm -hmm. if she wants to watch a movie, I've been trying to put down my phone and say, okay, let's let's watch this movie. Um, and once I do it, I genuinely have a good time. It's just getting myself to say, okay, I'm gonna sit for an hour and a half and watch this movie. Is it because you're like worried about emails or is it because you wanna be like posting on social sites? I think it's because I feel like I can do a lot in an hour and a half. Like Whether it is emails, time? social, like finances, stuff like that, I just feel like, like, there's, I have a freelance client right now that I feel like if I <coughs> sat down inside the office in our uh, apartment and close a door, I can probably get a month's worth of work done for them in an hour and a half. And Well, then can you make, like I said, I said su Sundays I would make Eric new, a dedicated yeah. time. I would get up by like whatever time it was. But if I wasn't working by 10 or 1030, like I sit down, I work for like an hour to three hours or whatever it was yeah. and that was it huh well or try it one of the big things that i'm spoiled with is that erin <coughs> loves her sleep oh god i love sleep and i am very much my father's son where i will wake up at 6 a.m no matter what even really yeah i was just I in denver why, like don't picture that nothing against you no it's fine i, <laughs> I love erin for her sleeping <laughs> Every every time, or I was just in Denver, and yeah. my brother is a complete opposite kind of sides with my mom's side of the family. So it share, we had to divvy up room hotel rooms, yeah. and my brother's like, nope, you're sleeping with dad. You guys like to wake you're up early. early. And every morning, it was like me and my dad going to get coffee, like going for a walk, 
like checking out the the city, and then we got back, took a shower, and then everybody else was waking up. Then make that your time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need to. Derek, speaking of, yeah, Derek, um, he's got some great tools on that. Like he is like, he's fantastic. You need to read his book, by the way. But um, he he actually dropped it off for Q. So oh, I I think you guys did. Yeah, but he is a. I think he even talks about some of that. Like if you're a morning person, make that your time. But also remember to make time for yourself. Mm. Like if you are one of those people that likes to have your morning coffee, like get up, have your coffee, read a page in a book if that like interests you, and then like get some of that other stuff done. And then really get into the work day. Although it sounds like it's a little mundane or like your day is a million hours, you're going to feel way more accomplished. Yeah. That's at least how I feel. Baby steps. Like yeah, the, no, no, no. the last week. couple weeks, this week is odd because I've been playing catch up. So I got in the last couple yeah, days at 7 a.m. just yeah. to get stuff done. But like the last couple weeks before this, before I started traveling and all this stuff, I woke up at 6, yeah, 5.45, 6, took a shower and then sat down with my morning coffee and watched YouTube videos about shoes until seven, and then. But I you enjoyed house. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that was like you, your, your time. And then I drank. It ended up me drinking more coffee throughout the day because I need. I would have two cups of coffee at home, and then like three when I got to work. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta find a good balance. You do, but that also like, and Erin probably doesn't necessarily mind that either because she's still sleeping, right? Yeah, exactly. So like you're, you're like you're working. That's great. Yeah. And I would say if you're doing like your phone, just try it a certain time, like every night for however long you can do it, maybe like 10 minutes, 15 minutes or yeah. whatever, and just work your way up to time-wise. And then, you know, I mean, I again, bringing up Darren, like he's great. Like if I, if I randomly send an email at, I don't even know, like sometimes he just doesn't respond because yeah. he's normal. Like he just shuts it off. Like it's not that important. We can talk about it tomorrow. Exactly. You know? So I think you, you'll get there, but I also think give your self some grace like you have time i'm 35 like that didn't i didn't just acquire that feeling yeah. of being able to put it down or whatever it's just naturally finding that balance through like my career yeah so interesting yeah well another thing that you do a lot of you do you have all these hats right is yeah. you work with a whole bunch of you mentioned community partners other vendors stuff like that yeah um one of the things that we're actively working on is communication uh with our partners yeah and i know that's something that's huge in regard in like if i'm if i'm being contracted out for anybody i feel like our communication be should be at a 10 out of 10 rather than an 8 or anything like that and it seems simple and um like well duh izzy but at the end of the day a lot of people start start to forget it after a month rolls by or two months rolls by or anything like that do you see that happen a lot with all these vendors where the communication kind of sags <laughs> or is it kind of an okay thing? Honestly, it depends. Like sometimes larger companies, yes, but like you should be the first to know I will stalk you yeah. in a positive way <laughs> until I get the answer that I need because I'm not going to let you hold hold me up from doing my job. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, like I'm there to focus on doing my job for to the best of my ability for the company. Um but, I mean, I guess it depends. So I'm just like a perfectionist that way where I like to be very responsive. And I think some of that comes from my sales background mm-hmm. many, many, many years ago where, you know, you call people, 
you, you kind of know how this is now too, you know, and they like just don't respond or yeah. whatever it is. Like I try to be mindful of that even when I have solicitors call me. Sometimes if they like, ugh, it depends. Sometimes <laughs> I just don't, you know, I don't necessarily respond, but I like to say I'm pretty good about it. Um, but from other vendors and stuff, sometimes I'll have to follow up. It's a little irritating, but I would say not as bad maybe as you would think. Yeah. I think there's, I, but I also think that is how the partnership is. If I help take care of them when they need something or I am more responsive to them, I feel like they're more likely to be responsive to me. I yeah. think it goes hand in hand. I don't think you, anybody should just expect that somebody's going to just respond to you because exactly. maybe that's not in their nature. Maybe they have other priorities to focus on. Yep. Does that help you or like kind of answer? No, yeah, that? definitely. Okay. Definitely. No, it's, it's funny because uh, when we started this, I remember working at my last couple jobs and working with the agencies where yeah. they were big, small. Um, and one thing that was very common was, or two things that were very common was that communication was kind of sagging yeah. and that as time went on. Um, but then one thing that was very, very common was the agencies were always late with stuff. And one thing that I told um, us from the beginning was, okay, if, all we have to do is literally what's your deadline? Let's, let's get it done a week before. Yeah. And let's, let's get rolling on it now rather than later. And it's helped us stand out a ton. Well, I was to say, trust that people like me will remember that. Yeah. Because if I am either looking to partner with you or we have that partnership, I'm going to remember if you don't get back to me in like three weeks, if we're already working together, like I will be a little bit irritated. I'm going to be frank. Yeah. But again, also understand there's some circumstances sometimes that come in. But I think that's great. I mean, like that will make you stand apart. Yeah. For sure. Just cool. even asking them what their deadline is. Exactly. Yeah. That's courteous. That's, <laughs> exactly. I don't think like, I think there's been one or two times where maybe the conversation went stray, astray or anything like that. And yeah. I, we completely forgot to ask the deadline, but that's the first email or the first call as soon as we leave there is okay we need that deadline because i want i want to make sure i hit that or as come come as close as possible to that you guys um, are so like coming from my perspective of working with you you guys are so your turnaround is fantastic like unbeknownst to maybe what you guys think coming from the other side it's yeah. crazy like it's nice i don't know what else I to just say. fist pumped like, if anybody that's just listening and not looking yeah. on youtube yes but tracy want to get into you no oh boy. <laughs> so yes. what advice would you give your 16-year-old self from your... 16? 16-year-old self. What advice would you give yourself sitting today if you can talk to your 16-year-old self? Probably just to enjoy life. Like, because I think even now, John, my marketing intern is sitting over there for people who can't see her, but... Um, I always joke and I'm like, oh, I'm so old, I'm so old, which I'm totally joking. Like, I'm 35. Like, I get it. When I'm 40, I might think otherwise. But um, <laughs> when you're 16, you don't, I don't know, like, you're out, you're thinking about, like, college and all of this other stuff. But, like, you still just need to kind of sit back and enjoy life, but not worry. Yeah. I mean, there's so much life left. You have so much life left. I wish even, like, in a few circumstances of unfortunate circumstances where I know um, people who are no longer here... Um, that they would just take the time to come and talk to somebody too. Mm -hmm. um, and to know that you have, again, we talk about support sy systems. Even if you don't feel like you have it, you have it. Just 
ask. Yep. Just talk. And yeah, I don't know. That's what I would say. Just yeah. Live your life. No, yeah, that's like goes right into line with what I would yeah. tell myself. Like, sixteen-year-old Izzy, very much lived lived life, but sixteen-year-old Izzy definitely held back on some stuff. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think obviously, and it's, all this stuff happened for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I think this probably would have came to fruition if I would have just listened to myself rather than mm-hmm. no. Uh, this person said I need to do this, so I need to do this instead of just listening to yeah. my gut at the yeah, end of the Yeah, it's day. hard because you're always trying to, like, at that age, you're trying to fit probably the mold of either what our parents assume we should be doing or what your friends or family or fit into, like, a clique or whatever it is. Like, I hate the word clique, but yeah. they exist. Um, but I think it's important just to have remember your self-worth appreciate yourself and also to remember like the fun things about yourself the creative side or whatever you might be good at like don't lose that just by trying to get maybe to be a part of that clique or exactly. to fit that mold like the older you get I hate saying this but the less time you have mm-hmm. to do those things like there's certain things that I wish I would have did that I hadn't done but I mean live in the present I guess is what, what are they those say. things I don't know I feel like I I wish I would have just again i I'm kind of like a hyper person, so I feel like I'm way more lax now. Yeah. <laughs> or you're probably like, yeah, right. <laughs> or my husband's probably listening to this, like, what? <laughs> um, but I, I wish, like, I would have just been more carefree. Mm-hmm. And I think I am now, but back then I was just like, no, this is what I need to be doing. And I was doing this, and I was a dancer in high school, and I hung around this group, and this and that, mm-hmm. where I just was like... I don't know. Like at a certain point though, I just stopped caring in the sense of I just was me. Yeah. I think when you have that aha moment, that's awesome. Yep. But exactly. Yeah, made me travel more. Like I wish I would have studied abroad yeah. in college. That's something I wish I would have did. One of the things that like I always think back on is just like you said, trying to fit the mold of yeah, what hard. everybody else thinks you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even talking family. I'm talking like I wanted to be the coolest kid. For all sure, who doesn't, right? All the time. And um, if there's people from my high school listening, I think I was pretty cool, but I, <laughs> I might have been like, eh, and some people just didn't like me. Um, but I always wanted to be that cool kid, and I always fit that mold. But now, looking back at it, I'm like, wow, I was such an idiot. Like, I had to delete my old Facebook because it's I was... It's embarrassing when you have the time Yeah, I was like, come oh, up, my like, gosh, oh my gosh, I'm done with what this. Yeah, cool I was, yeah. Think it, or speaking of time hop, yesterday was the year anniversary of us uh, announcing the partnership with Wisconsin really? Vision. Really? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Yay! Look how <laughs> look how far we've come. We've done so much good stuff, and there's more yet to come. Yes. Um, no, I think that's I I think it's funny because me and my friends had talked about recently about the like God even with my family like some of the stuff I even texted one of my really good friends. I was like, God, some of the stuff that like would come up on my time hop is legit embarrassing. Like yeah. I would just whine about nothing, nothing, which is embarrassing in itself. But I think um, I would like to think people in high school would say that I was nice, regardless if I like, yes, I was a dancer. Yes, I was on prom court. Yes, I dated a jock. Like I, you know, everybody says all that stuff, but I was like nice to everybody because that's, that's just how I am. Like I have yeah. a really big heart and I would hate for people to feel 
less than their worth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I wish more people would realize that too. Yeah. Just because like if somebody is, even in high school, if somebody from high school is even listening to this or you have a child or whatever, kids can be mean. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like, you know, I was picked on. Everybody had moments where they were picked on. But usually in those circumstances, that person has some deep insecurity of their own. And just remember, it's not about you. Yeah. Like, to just take that away. That would be something I would take away. It's not about me. It's yeah. probably about them and their issues. I love that. Yeah. It's crazy because uh, about two, three months ago, one of the guys that used to, I guess, bully me. It was an older guy. He always made fun of me in some senses. He somebody reached out to you and was like, hey. He actually, no, he apologized. He, he awesome. was like, I was such a, I was a dick back then. And I just wanted to apologize. I was like, hey, man. Dang. It didn't, I didn't. It's weird. I didn't know it affected me as much as it, it does, did. does, though, right? Until he actually brought it up. I was like, wow, I did this because he said I looked dumb. Like, I wore these pants because I looked, he said I looked dumb wearing another pair of pants or something like that. And I was, again, goes back to I wanted to fit the mold of everyone, what everybody else thought I yeah. should look like yeah. and sound like and stuff like that. And um, obviously being from a suburban Chicago area um, and being one of the the only colored kids and yeah. when I would bring in like I would there was this one time in middle school I brought in rice and beans and people like I, I don't think I've heard more racist that. things at, really like, yeah in a middle school in my life um, it's like oh what are you doing like why can't you're not you're too good at, like for my chicken sandwich or whatever and I, I obviously they were worried worse that I won't say on the podcast, but it was terrible and Aww. it was crazy. Like just the transfer, like right now it's, I haven't been back in a while, but my brother tells me it's an extremely diverse community now. Like people of all races and stuff like that. And like, he's like the kids there, they don't deal with it probably as much as we had to, yeah. but it's crazy. Like you said, kids, Kids pick up on the little crap that like parents or like parents' friends say or anything like that. And totally. they repeat it, but well, people are so naive. Well, I know. And I think like my thing was I lived in a nice neighborhood. I mm -hmm. lived in a nice house. My mom were in a very successful business. My parents were great. And then they were divorced or yeah. they were not great. My dad is definitely somebody that I don't talk to. That's okay, people. Yeah. Just because their family doesn't mean, you know, they have to be a part of your life. But um, I think that was like the thing that was the most challenging. Um, my mom is amazing. Like I can't even begin to express how amazing my mom is and like how tough she is. And I think that's where I get a lot of my resilience from. Mm -hmm. But also there's that mold where it's like in the community I grew up in, although half the people are now divorced, their parents or whatever, back then it wasn't like oh, well, your family has money and your family has this and you have this and why are your parents divorced and what's going on and da da da, da you know, like mm -hmm. that's everybody would just always talk. Yeah. And I think that's what I try to not be. Exactly. Because I grew up from that or whatever. But, and on the flip side though, now that I'm older and not 16 and whatever, because I think that happened when I was, God, it took, it take, divorce takes a few years sometimes, but um, from the boss spectrum, I sometimes wish he would see me i still wish that like i used to want to even like rent a really nice expensive car even if i was still making the same amount of money just to be like i made it out of here and i didn't need you or any mm -hmm. of that like i just 
I wish sometimes I would hear I'm sorry from him because he doesn't realize how badly he affected me, like emotionally. Thank God again for a good husband because he was so cruel to me that he just, he didn't even see that. And I still work to like work on some of those things. It's sad because people don't realize sometimes how bad words can hurt you. Oh yeah. You know? It was a middle school thing, words hurt or something like that. It was like a huge... Like campaign. Yeah, campaign. And it was funny because in middle school, I still remember this. I posted it on Facebook. It was captioned for one of my LinkedIn articles. Um, My sixth grade teacher, uh, she was a substitute teacher or something like that. Yeah, my teacher um, was... My original teacher was pregnant. Okay. And Miss Wolfgram took over. Um, cool. I don't know if that's still her name. I, I haven't looked her up or anything like that. But Miss Wolfgram told me that I would never amount to anything in my life. That was like my boss. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, in sixth grade, you like, I kind of blew it off, but I like always think the fact, like, I, I still remember that. It was that's crazy. Maybe what like drives you unconsciously conscious, whatever oh, yeah. they say, right? It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And my aunt is actually um, a teacher in Chicago, and she showed the article to a whole bunch of the teachers in school, and she said, "Hey, just to let you know, like these kids will remember what Absolutely. you tell them. Absolutely. So don't go saying this type of stuff, even though it drove this kid, like my nephew, to kind of." prove her wrong it could do the opposite for many many other kids well and i like i'm i think my brother-in-law and like my husband are like this i'm not sure how my sister is but like i can appreciate the fact of people getting like i mean i don't think you need to coddle people right so like there's you can say things in a kinder manner so Mm -hmm. obviously saying you amount to nothing at the in sixth grade is terrible like sorry that that even happened to you um but I also, like, if they felt that they're, I don't know why, I actually am, like, retracting what I'm saying because I just don't know why somebody would say that. Like, yeah. I'm thinking now on, like, the sports side or, like, they have participation trophies or whatever where I feel like, eh, it's fine. Like, I don't feel like everybody needs a participation trophy. Right. Like, we played the sport. Like, it's fun or whatever. You know, again, you don't need to cuddle, but I also don't think saying those things are what going to, and maybe that's what I'm getting at. Participation trophies maybe won't drive you to right. like be like, woo-ha, I'm going to do better or whatever next time. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, but I certainly don't think... How old are you in sixth grade? My God. Like... Yeah. Um, I was 16 when I was a junior because I was a year... Like, I started kindergarten later. Okay. So, I believe I got my... I was 16 sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. So... What would that be? 15, 14. I don't know. 12 to 13. Yeah, no child had, should hear that. No. Actually, my mom called me as soon as she saw it. She's like, did that actually happen? Are you lying? I was like, no. That. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I didn't think. I, I thought it was, you're honestly. You're too young I was, to, like, yeah, comprehend that. Exactly. Aside from, like, you're nothing or And whatever. I knew, I, at the end of the day, I knew it was a little shithead, too. So. You can still be a little shit. I know a lot of shitheads. <laughs> like, I, again, I I probably was a little shithead sometimes. Yeah. But some of those people that I even remember that were little shitheads are probably the most successful. Yeah. And I think it's just, I don't know. Like, I mean, just because somebody's acting, we even talk about this in the vision care industry. Sometimes when a kid is acting out, it's because they're not 
engaged in the learning in some regard. Mm -hmm. So like, let's try to figure out what that is. Like a lot of them, even for the kids at um, the schools we go to when we do the screenings and whatnot, is because they can't see. So when you can't see, like you're completely just disengaged. So I feel like for a teacher to just maybe like in your case scenario, certainly not all teachers. I love teachers. I have friends that are teachers, but to have checked out in that regard because she was irritated by you sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I, if you want to see a, a powerful video, anybody that's listening, you should check out the Cash Street School video that we have from Wisconsin Vision. Cash Street, correct? Clark. Clark Street. Clark Street. I mean, Cash Street sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Street School. Um, it was really cool because there's a video of a little girl who's looking, looking, looking until she puts on glasses and she's like, wow, I can actually see. Yeah. Her like little giggle is so cute. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was when Brahma showed me that clip, I was just wowed. Yeah. But to conclude, what what's next for you? What's next for Wisconsin Vision? <laughs> what's next for you personally? Um, well, we'll say Wisconsin Vision, just, I mean, we continue to grow. We continue to adapt to, you know, ever-changing technologies and things even, like, in the business spectrum. I think um, even, like, for me in the marketing side, trying to create more experiences within the store, which sounds like it could be easy, but that's where the vendor thing comes in. Some mm-hmm. of those, there's different layers and levels and things. And sometimes one thing that you could think would take like a couple of weeks takes like half a year or whatever, just to get one thing in a store. Um, so I think to also continue to create that spectacular customer experiences, as we say, cause we want them to come back continuously, you know, mm-hmm. annually, um, to do that. That's what we're known for. I would say, um, for me personally, professionally, I don't know, just keep growing and building. Like I'm really big into learning how to do new things, whether it be like for myself mentally, like to listen to podcasts more, to like read up on certain things, to just every now and again, take a step back and just breathe Mm -hmm. and start over. Yeah. So I don't know. I love that. Yeah. You have to, otherwise you will go crazy. Exactly. I... Just took up reading in the last, like, probably six to eight months. Yeah, I think I like um, books. And I've read, I think I'm averaging, maybe this mo- month I'm going to slack a little bit, but uh, two bu- two books a month at the very least. It's way better than um, me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of them, I listen to audio because I have ADD, just crazy, which... The teacher did not know of. That. See? Yep, what exactly. did I say? Take exactly. Seconds. Again. <laughs> Asking questions is so powerful. There are no dumb questions. Sure, maybe I could be like, oh, is this guy blue? And people would be like, are you serious? Like, whatever, (laughs) of course it's blue. But I truly believe that just, I don't care how stupid you might feel or how insecure or whatever, just ask the damn question. Mm -hmm. Like, and maybe that takes at a certain age where you feel that way, but the worst they can say is, what, are you crazy? No, whatever, like nothing is going to earth shatter you by asking just a question in school to your peer you just want to know it's okay it's totally okay exactly so exactly well what makes you a misfit oh god i remember this. oh you struggled with this i know what okay explain to me what you guys so for me consider, uh, what yeah. makes me a misfit is that i kind of just go against the grain in any sense uh business setting wise I like to go dressed like this. Yeah. Um, I like to piss people off uh, as well. So obviously with my diversity and inclusion type of posts that piss a lot of people off, 
Um, my brother-in-law posts a lot of stuff. <laughs> you guys probably would get along, actually. You know, like, he posts a lot of... He's just very, like... I don't know. Open. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid... Like, at the end of the day, the people, people, the people that make a difference are the people that piss that, people off. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I believe I've heard and, that. <laughs> yeah. And I realize that there's definitely an issue in some... I won't go into it here, but sure. um, there's some issues. So I just like to piss people off. And if it means somebody telling me to bleach my skin, if I want my startup to grow, then. So Can I say, shut the fuck up. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. So see my eyes here, people. Holy <laughs> shit. So that happens. But like, that's what makes me a misfit is that I'm not afraid to say what I have to say to get the job done. Uh, no, good for you. <laughs> Please don't ever think that way. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think my thing has always been that I, I'm i a very passionate person, but I don't, the older I get, I don't, I, of course I care in a professional setting what you think about me, but like ultimately at the end of the day, I am who I am. I don't really give a shit what you think about me. Mm -hmm. This is me. This is what you get. This is what you, what you see is what you get. Yep. If you don't like me, I am sorry, but I feel like I'm a pretty nice, kind hearted person, but I also don't take no for an answer. Like if I, if I, like I'm very focused, mm -hmm. like I said, driven. Um, so I think that's also why I'm a misfit. Cause I'm just constantly pushing, not like where I'm annoying, but you know what I mean? Like I'm always constantly pushing kind of like you said, against the grain. If somebody yeah. tells me, well, you can't do this. Oh, really watch me. Yeah. Cause now you've just like lit that fire under me and I don't care. I'm going to prove you wrong times 10 and I've done that. it a lot. So I love that. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like maybe that's that's it. No, yeah, but, definitely. That definitely is. Yeah. And I see that all the time with you. So Good. it's definitely true. Not like um, in a bad way, right? No, like, no, not at all. It's, I can be a hard <laughs> ass, but I'm still a very nice person. Yeah, exactly. I think like, I honestly don't think, of course you can be nice, but I also, what do I always tell people? You don't always get like what you want by being nice mm -hmm. and not like in a negative way, but it's just, you shouldn't always have to kiss ass or feel like you need to kiss ass. Like just right. be true to who you are. Exactly. Like I said earlier, I, I, at the end of the day, you have to piss some people off in order to get yeah. what you want. So maybe we're like kind of the same. Yeah, right. exactly. Similar. Well, so. Tracy, I appreciate you jumping on today. Thank you for having today. me. Hopefully this one sticks, Yeah, man. hopefully Diz does not lose this one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I appreciate you jumping on today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. What's really cool is that we try to have someone on within uh, six months to a year after to see kind of that transition, cool. whether it's negative or positive. Let's see if we can help or if like the community of people that are listening today can help if it's negative or can even help if it's positive. So hopefully we have you on within that six to 12 month window. Um, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. That I was thinking about when we were talking about like business stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause I wanted to say this last time I forgot. I don't burn bridges, people. I'm going to yep. tell you this. And you probably know this, but especially around here, everybody knows everybody. So just be mindful of things, I feel like, in the business world, in any capacity, in any city. Yep. Like, the city is way smaller than what you think, you know? So I think people should always be mindful, especially in the business setting. And sometimes, and this is why I say don't burn bridges, because... Who knows in like, you know, another 10 years, say, oh, probably that boss isn't going to want to talk to me now. But 
like certain people from past jobs just because I'm not there or friendships or whatever it might be, those might be great networking experiences or things like that. Just because you had a negative experience with it doesn't mean you can't have a positive one in the future. I love That's that. That's what I want to say. Yeah, good. That's a perfect way to end it. So we're going to end it right we there. We will. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for having me.